1: Oh, hey, what's up, my sinners? Welcome to yet another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where I, your host, Shane Told, talks to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. And we have a cool thing going on for two weeks. We have a very special, uh, what I like to call, mini series with... These new hot shots, the new kids on the block, I prevail, and this band seemingly came out of nowhere. They are killing it right now on tour headlining uh they're gonna be on the entire van's warp tour, basically headlining they're they're one of the top build bands and Like I said, they came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, I'm hearing about them. People are freaking out about them. I'm hearing about them selling out shows everywhere. And I just did not understand what was going on. And I thought it would be a great opportunity to get them on the show and hear about their story. So if you're not familiar with the band, um, they're, uh, you know, I don't know what you'd call them. They have two singers. They have a singer and a screamer. Uh, They're kind of heavy, kind of poppy. But they're a great band, great rock band. They blend a lot of styles. Uh, So I thought it would be a great opportunity to have both their two front men on the show. So this week, I'm going to speak with Eric Vandlerberg. He is the unclean vocalist, the screamy guy. Uh, And then next Monday, we'll be back with Brian, who is the clean vocalist. So it's going to be really cool. I ask some of them the same questions. Um, I talk to them about a wide variety of things, but really I find their story super, super compelling and super interesting. And I hope that you do as well. Before we get into part one with Eric, I just want to say thank you again to everybody who listens to the show, who's subscribed. If you're a member of the All Access Club, big, big, big love to you. Uh, That stuff's all awesome. Uh, As for me right now, I am hanging out in California. I am on my solo tour, which has been so much fun. I'm just about halfway through right now. I played Anaheim last night at the House of Blues, uh, the little room there. It was such an amazing show. So I know there were some sinners there, which are, you know, I I call you guys my sinners. It's just a It's just a very nice thing to say. (laughs) So I know there's some people there, which was awesome. It was great to see some familiar faces. Tonight I'm in San Diego. and When you hear this on Monday, I will be in Los Angeles. So if you are listening to this on Monday morning, come out tonight. I'll be L.A. at The Resident. And I really hope I can do more solo shows soon. And also, I'm working on a full-length record. So that will come out, and you will know about it super, super soon. Also, by the way, if you want to get in touch... Feel free. Uh, it's really, really easy to get a hold of me and give me suggestions for the show, uh, upcoming guests. Maybe, maybe there's another mini series I should do. I don't know. I'm I'm down for some themes on this show. And really, like as much as it's my show, it's your show too. As a listener, I really want you to get your say. Um, I love this podcast, and I do do this for me, uh, for first and foremost. But I do love when people say, "Oh my god, that was so cool." Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for, for having that guy on or that girl on and just teaching me or learning about that thing. So please get in touch. Um, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. Uh, we've also got an Instagram, which is Syndrome. We're on Twitter. That's a great way, way to fire over a real quick note. It's at Leadsingersyn, S-Y-N. Also, we've got The Hate Line. So if you're not so happy, uh, maybe you don't like I Prevail. And uh, maybe you don't want me wasting two weeks on them. That's fine. You know what? You can let me have it. Feel free to call to leave me a message. 657-666-HATE. Again, that's 1-657-666-HATE. You can leave me a message and I will roll some clips one of these weeks. Also, we got the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club This podcast will always be free, however, if you want more content, if you want more interaction with me, if you want Lead Singer Syndrome merchandise, if you want to meet other fans of the show and talk about music, sports, movies, whatever, we we talk about it all on the Facebook group, it's awesome, please check out leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access for as little as $6 a month, you can be a part of something pretty cool and it really does help us keep the lights on. All right, that's all for now. I'm going to talk to Eric and I will talk to you after. So here it is my conversation with Eric, the unclean vocalist of I Prevail.
0: I bless you, Barry. May you lie for far too long. We're climbing back up to the surface. Mexico will arrive. Be my you're the one.
1: Hey, Eric. Hey, what's going on, man? Dude, I am, uh, I'm just chilling, man. Just chilling. It's a lovely Friday, uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, how, how are you, man?
0: Dude, I'm doing great. Uh, day off on a Friday. And uh, we're uh, going to be hanging out at a festival today, seeing some of our friends. So it's going to be a good day. That sounds
1: great. <laughs> day off on a Friday is a weird thing. Doesn't yeah, that, like yeah, do, Shouldn't you, like, be firing your booking agent or something for that? Like,
0: <laughs> You know, what's funny is uh, I think we actually have a show on a Monday on this tour. I think it's actually this Monday we have a show, and we have a Friday off, and I'm kind of like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, that. That's, <laughs> so,
1: it's funny because it, it's happened a couple times. Tours, like, you know, my band has been on... And it almost always happened like on support tours because every time we like do a headline tour, we plan it out. Like we don't let that shit fly. But I mean, you know, yeah. it does happen with like various stuff just not being available. Um, but yeah, right. for people that don't know that are listening to this, typically like Mondays are the day off day, <laughs> and Fridays like almost yeah. never because shows are you know banging on Fridays. Let's be real.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: That's great, man. So how how um how's the tour been? I mean, I, God, I have so much to ask you. Uh I've been following you guys for a while and it's like really crazy just how like intense everything's gotten and how big you guys have gotten like obviously not overnight but you know that's the expression overnight success. Uh how's the yeah, tour yeah. been? Like how's it been, you know, based on when you booked it the expectations?
0: This tour has been been killer, man. Uh we've only been on it for a couple days so far. We've had two festival days in Florida, uh played two days in Alabama and uh North Carolina. Um I'm sorry, Tennessee. But uh, those three. How dare you mix alone, up North
1: Carolina and Tennessee?
0: Because uh, I we just drove through North How Carolina. How dare you? There's so many upset people
1: in Nashville right now. Okay, go ahead. Oh no. I'm
0: sorry. no. Oh, please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, The three headlining shows are just, I mean, incredible. Last night was sold out. Um, it, it's the, the turnout of fans, the kids that are coming out and and singing along and and buying merch and waiting for us to sign stuff after, it's just, it's unbelievable, man, it's so, it's such a awesome feeling to see that we, uh, we have so many dedicated fans that will come out and see us time and again, time and again.
1: Well, time and again, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these people, they're seeing you for the first time, I mean, like, you, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, your band hasn't been together that long, uh, you know, True. relatively speaking, you're a new band, and relatively speaking, you know, the popularity that you've experienced is, is, you know, new. You know, it's not like my band. We've been together for 17 fucking years. Like, you know, so it's it's a lot different of a thing. But I really, like, back to my back to my question, I'm, I'm going to kind of push you on it. It's like, I'm sure you booked the tour, whatever, five, six months ago. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you book it in these sort of venues and now you're just, like, blowing the roof off these places, like, selling them <laughs> out in advance. That must just be, like, kind of a wild feeling. Like, like has it kind of hit you yet that this is happening or – you know, oh, man, how, how's know. it been? How's it been personally for you? Just kind of like being like, oh, my God, like we were not expecting this.
0: Uh, I uh, and when I when I said time and time again, it's uh, I see these kids coming out to the show. And it's like their their fifth time in the last two years. And it's like, holy shit. I, we already have kids that are coming out five, six times. Oh, OK. And, uh, I know that's that, yeah. And I know there's uh, there's uh, two girls in Michigan back in our our home state that have seen us, I think, 16 times. And it's like, Jesus, (laughs) that's insane. But, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like we've only been touring for about two and a half years and, and we've been a band for just about three and a half. And, uh, I, I mean, uh, going from our first tour, uh, our first headlining tour to playing our first festivals to, to going overseas, to Australia just a few months ago for the first time. Yeah. It's every time, every time we get like, uh, I get like one of those bucket lists, you know, checked off. It's the other one's already happening. I don't even have time to process like what just happened. Right? There's no and there's I'm, no
1: physical list anymore. There's like it's just yeah. <laughs> it's there and it's gone and it's like onto the next thing. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, that's but wild. it's such a great yeah, it's such a great feeling too. Though I mean, like I every every minute, like even now just talking to you, it's like I'm looking back on things like that literally just happened a couple months ago. Going, holy shit, I forgot that happened. That's that's insane. Like how how lucky we are to to have all these moments to look back and just you know feel good about.
1: It is. It is really cool, and it's it's really great to see. And I love your exuberance, and that you're you know really like relishing the moment and just excited about it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So uh, I want to you know first great time on the it. show, obviously, um, I'd love to talk to you about just kind of how you got to where you are. Uh, how old are you now? I'll be twenty six in a couple months. Twenty six. Okay. So growing up, I know you're from Michigan, um, Southfield, Michigan, which is kind of cool. It's kind of a, a near and dear place to my heart. I spent a lot of time. In Michigan I lived in Royal Oak for a while actually so I know the area very oh, okay. well and I know I know how Michiganders are about the pride of Michigan I know how that is I know how it is growing up I know music is just very very important especially with some of the like blue collar people you know it's yep. funny you go around the country and you, t- you t- talk about like Kid Rock and people kind of laugh and then you go to Michigan and you talk about Kid Rock and he's like a hero
0: Man, he'll sell out seven shows at DTE in a row in the summer, and it oh, yeah. blows
1: my mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> didn't he? He did like some crazy amount of shows at Ford Field, like it was insane. I mean, I know, yeah. but 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 I'm just kind of wondering, and then this lead up to my question is just growing up in Michigan. How was it? You know, obviously, like I'm kind of curious what your family structure was like, and just kind of was there music in the household. How did that work for you uh, as a kid growing up?
0: Um, honestly, I, uh, I grew up in, in Mount Clemens area and, uh, I, I grew up, my um, I got, you know, two sisters and my, my mom and dad, and we, we ran our own business. My, my dad ran his own, runs his own car restoration shop. And, uh, honestly, I was at a, either a car show every weekend or I was traveling, playing baseball. Music really wasn't, um, wasn't really a part of my life that much until cool. like, I mean, I think uh, it was early high school. Uh, There's, I started getting into like all these underground bands and these what like what we call warp tour bands and stuff. And, yeah, uh, and I uh, you, your band was obviously one of them. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Big fan of Silverstein <laughs> <seen> growing up. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> um, when I was in in high school, you know, going through you know certain things, low points in my life, there was some music that really uh, inspired me and and you know changed my way of thinking or even, um, there's one album that, uh, I hold near and dear is, uh, still searching by sense of sale. Yeah. Um, that album really changed my life when I was a kid. Like I was going through a lot and really depressed and, and, uh, done a lot of stupid things uh, through that depression and hearing that album, that really, I, I got something out of it. And it really impacted my life in such a positive way that a couple of years later I met this kid. He was playing music, writing his own music and, I saw him at a lot at his own headlining show and there's a couple hundred people there and I think I was nineteen and he was seventeen I think at the time. And I was just blown away that that a kid could write his own music and, and at that point I was starting to learn how to like sing and scream and all that shit. So uh I uh found a band. I loved to write. I loved writing, um and it just kinda took off from there out of out of nowhere. You know, there was no really uh uh family or anything that was in the music. I was <laughs> really the first one. <laughs> That's
1: yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's everyone's story is different, you know, and that's that's why this why I love this show and why I love doing this podcast every week. And, and everyone's story is, is unique. That's funny that that you know you talk about sports, uh, baseball specifically, uh, being something. Um, have you found? Are you still a huge baseball fan? You still follow it? I assume you're a Tigers fan, uh, or has oh, yeah, has, yeah. has that started to take a bit of a back seat to music now as you've gotten into this being you know music take kind of taking over your life.
0: Um, it's, it's been difficult. I remember, you know, growing up and going to Tigers games, uh, you know, three or four times, five times a year, um, playing baseball and all that. But, uh, now with music and traveling, I'll, uh, I'll try and check this, you know, check the, uh, the scores every now and then. But anytime we're in a city and we're near uh, a ballpark, I got to go check it out. So nice. uh I've been uh the Seattle Mariners field. Um I snuck into Fenway after one of our shows at the House of Blues. <laughs> uh, and when I mean I when I mean I snuck in there, it was after hours. There was no one in there. I don't know how the hell me and my friend got in there, but uh did you get on the we field? Got to walk around. Yeah, we got uh, <laughs> maybe or maybe not, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> oh come on. Yeah no we we totally we totally snuck in walked around the the field uh, maybe stepped out on the field for a minute <laughs> but uh, it was it was crazy so yeah no me baseball and hockey I definitely <clears throat> the band we all we're all big cool sports heads, yeah no, that's, that's cool heads, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> meatheads a bunch of meatheads I prevail as yeah. a bunch of meatheads you heard it here first there you go <laughs> no that's cool no, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan too and and I that is one thing I love about touring going out, um, being able to check out different ballparks. And I remember – There's like, sometimes I'll, like, go and, and if there's a day game, sometimes if you can't even get a ticket – actually, if you just kind of go around, like, the eighth or ninth inning later, in, later on, a lot of times yeah. they'll just let you in. Oh, really? Yeah, and just, like, I usually just say, hey, like, I just want to go. Like, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm from out of town. I just kind of want to check out the ballpark. And um, and I've had a few few places just be like, yeah, sure, come on in. Or there isn't. There's been times when there hasn't even been anyone at the gate. before, no, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I did that in uh, at uh, a PNC Park in Pittsburgh, which is a beautiful park. Um, oh man,
0: I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, day. Oh,
1: it's a gorgeous one. It's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so- who's your
0: team? a so, so uh, blue jays
1: blue jays 100% oh all right um but all right
0: there
1: enough. but you know it's like it's you know I talked about earlier how living in Michigan for a little while I actually used to go to so many tigers games and um my my uh, my ex-girlfriend now uh she would work and I'd would, like wouldn't have anything to do so if there was ever like a day like tigers day game I'd just go by myself like I, I would I like I like I love baseball so much and so I I developed a pretty Pretty soft spot for the Tigers and, um, and some of the awesome. players, uh, especially like um, you know that I still follow. You know, so yeah, man. No, it's it's just funny. The whole whole sports and music thing is interesting because I feel like as a kid, uh, you know, for me, sports and music were my like my life. Like both of them were, and they and they both were able to live together. And then I hear about a lot of people that are like, oh no, I fucking hated sports because these jocks like. You know, bullied me, and they were like, you know, the sports guys, and I was like this weird music guy, and they didn't understand it. You know, so so that's kind of the the interesting thing about it, I th- I find, and that's kind of why I wanted to ask you, how was your experience um, growing up in school like that, like in, in in high school or whatever? What
0: like what were you uh, what were you like like? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's funny because I was just gonna say I was that kid that was uh, <clears throat> that was playing baseball. I was on the sports team, uh, you know, but uh, I was the kid hanging out with the emo kids. You know, straightening his hair, wearing tight jeans and shit. So, yeah, I, I was kind of kind of had the best of both worlds or the worst of both worlds, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, if you, yeah, I don't know if you see, I got really curly hair, so I would just straighten the front of my hair and look like an idiot the whole day, <laughs> thinking that was cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny, man. Well, but, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, but yeah, that's pretty much sums up high school I was just trying to fit in with anyone I could. Like, I was that, that kid that just drifted from click to click, but, uh, but I think that's kind of where, like, I ended up in the, like, my junior, senior year hanging out with the kids that were listening to, like, System of a Down and, and like, Slipknot and Audio Slave and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. So that really got me into that, like, underground music or that, you know, not so radio-friendly music.
1: Audio Slave is pretty radio-friendly, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. So is System of a Down. <laughs> not, I won't call you out
1: anymore. I won't call you out anymore. No, I, I get, I get, I get, get right, what you're saying, okay,
0: man. okay, let's uh, no uh
1: so so let's okay i want to talk first of all um you know you're the the screamer you're the unclean vocalist whatever they're calling it these days Um, yeah (laughs) that role in your band um are you uh, growing up like like obviously you said you know you got into singing you got into screaming are you a singer or or as well as a screamer do you do that in the band uh ever what's your kind of your role there uh
0: i do like here and there like you know the line here and there, backing up, helping out, but, um, uh, ma- mainly it's just the screaming.
1: And are you confident with singing at all? Is it something that you're trying to work on more, or is, or is like, uh, it's kind of your role? Definitely, and-
0: definitely something I need to work on and want to work on, but, uh, um... Yeah, I've never done it, like, in front of, like, a crowd just on my own before. So, like, I can, like, Brian will be singing, and I'll, I'll go stand behind him and do a little harmony or something like that.
1: <laughs> stand behind him.
0: <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Well,
1: well, you know, having two singers, um, well, you know, two front men, whatever you want to call it, singer-screamer, that that whole thing mm-hmm. um, has been, obviously, it's been done. You're not in the first band to do it, and you won't be the last.
0: How did mm-hmm. that kind
1: of come up when you guys were forming the band? Uh, how did you decide that was the kind of, you know, band, you know, you wanted to put together, or, or when did you come into the whole, the whole mix?
0: Um, well, Bri- we, me, Brian, and a couple of the other guys were all in, you know, local bands growing up and stuff, and uh, later, you know, after college, or during college, I mean, and uh, he, uh, he quit one band, I was in the process of leaving one band, and him and Steve met up, they wrote, you know, a demo. They met up with me, and they're like, hey, we heard you're a vocalist looking for a band. And uh, that's kind of how the band formed. You know, that's just the quick version. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. when we were talking and stuff, um, we were uh, we we're going over, like, our, our influences and stuff and, like, what kind of genre and, like, where we were at. Like, what, what do we want to write and stuff? And, uh, like, bands like We Came as German is another, you know, local, of course. local Michigan band. Yeah, like, we, we saw that. We're like, hey, they, they killed it. Like, there shouldn't be any problem with us. You know, the two vocalists thing, and, and you start looking at even bands like you know Hollywood and Dead, where it's like there's six dudes up there, and they're all just singing and rapping and and shit. But uh, it's like, like you said, it's been done, and uh, we figured that you know since it's been done, and it's something that we you know music that we listen to, and 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 like uh, oh yeah, Issues and sure, yeah, uh, what course. was me, and you know all those bands, we were like yeah, these you know these bands done it and they kill it, you know it shouldn't be. Should be a problem at all. Well, I'm sure we can do it, and we'll uh, we'll put our own little twist to it or something. We'll try it. We'll try it, and uh, yeah, so far it seems to be doing pretty well. You <laughs> we must have had a
1: lot of comparisons to We Came as Romans too at the beginning, being you know both being Michigan guys, like they're they're from. Aren't they from Royal Oak? Basically, I mean, they're I from.
0: Think they're, uh, I think they're Troy, Royal Oak area. Yeah, like we're,
1: we're talking about. I mean, for people that are not familiar with suburban Mich- suburban Detroit geography, that's like ten minutes, <laughs> like fifteen minute drive, yeah, up the seventy five yeah. or whatever. Um, across well, maybe you got to go across eleven mile and and whatever. It's okay, uh, but no, it's, that's that's. Um, was that um, at the beginning? Was there ever like a thing where it's like, oh, maybe we're like a little too close to this other band from Michigan, like. Are, are like did you ever get accused of like ripping them off or trying to be the next coming of them or were you just like ah eh, fuck it whatever we're just we're gonna do our own thing and not worry about it
0: I'm sure there's a, been a couple people that said you know we're just a rip off of this band or that band yeah. I mean I'm sure every band gets that at some point but uh um I don't think we got I, I think we were far enough from their their sound yeah you know any any person can be like oh they sing and scream but uh they they sound the same just cause they both sing and scream but like I, I think we have enough difference in in music where sure. um, it, it's it, to any any new fan that hears both of us or hears us with another band. There's there's enough of a difference in the music where it's like okay, the only thing similar is they're from Michigan and they have two <laughs> vocalists. <you know>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and you're you're totally you're totally right. Um, the other thing about um, having two front men, too, and um, part of why I'm going on this so much is I'm going to talk to Brian uh presumably I know he's not feeling well today I was going to talk to him actually first um but oh
0: yeah he's being having, a little bitch oh <laughs> damn man
1: shots oh, fired I'm going so to tell him bitch. I'm going to tell him you said that <laughs> but uh, having two front men I mean that must really take the pressure off I mean and not just performing cuz obviously like I you know I'm the only singer in my oh. band and I do singing and screaming so it is more involved in that front I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to say I'm better or anything I'm just saying the (laughs) point of my question is is that is that it really must take the pressure off to where like you have two front men so somebody might be like oh man like Eric like you know uh, this 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 and then Brian can kind of step in or vice versa has that been a nice thing for you where you don't feel like you have all of the front man pressure
0: I honestly think that uh it's um, it's a benefit or a positive for us you know like not only on stage where it's like okay we play an hour and 15 minutes when in reality it's half him half me yeah it's like cool i'm not i'm not blowing my voice out you know we're touring extensively being young we're trying to get out there and and tour as as much as possible so it's it's very um it's easier on our voices when we when we play say six shows in a row and it's you know in reality it's half you know half and half so but, um, outside of that, like doing, uh, interviews and, and whatever comes with being a, a front man, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to, you know, take a break. Brian's sleeping in right now. I'm doing an interview. Then later I'm going to go get drunk and then he's going to be doing an interview. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it works out. It's, it's, we get, uh, we get some breaks and, um, and I, you know, I love Brian. He's, he's like my brother. So it's like anything that we're doing, it's like, Hey, you, you want to take this one? Or Hey dude, I'll take this one yeah. or whatever. It's it's awesome it's it's uh it can take a lot of weight off you know our shoulders which is great
1: absolutely how, how does it work uh writing for you guys because obviously like well writing and figuring out where you're going to put whose parts when you're writing music that's that's always something that i find kind of fascinating how, how you can put that all together
0: well, well we'll be sitting in uh we'll be sitting in um, the studio just the the handful of us and uh we'll have a producer there and We'll come in, uh, you know, usually off tour, like uh, me or Brian or Steve will have like little notes of ideas or something like that of a song or whatnot. And, uh, and you know, we'll be sound checking, getting late in the sound check and Dylan or Steve will be riffing on the guitar and they'll come up with a part. And uh, they'll just kind of like keep, keep messing with it throughout the tour. Then when we get home, we go to the studio. We'll have like, you know, those guitar parts or those ideas that we had. We'll start laying them out, tracking them out, and uh, we kind of just get the feel for the song, whether it's going to be like, you will, we'll write this last album. We did like, I think we had 12 songs from the intro, verse, to chorus, and that was it, yeah. and we were like, okay, cool. If we can get this first third of the song and kind of get a general feeling of emotion out of the instrumentals that's what's going to decide whether it's going to take a heavy turn, whether it's going to be just a poppy, catchy rock song, whether it's going to be, uh, you know, you know, a ballady kind of song. So it's kind of like, you know, we let it, we let it just naturally take its course. And if it calls for like, man, it'd be, it'd be awesome. to have just this heavy drop off on this song. It just goes heavy. Uh, Well, that's what we'll do. Or if there's going to be a song that's like, man, no, it's got to stay it's got to stay high and light and, and energetic. We'll, we'll just go with that, you know? So, well, yeah, very... like, you,
1: you know, it's, it's hard. It's, you guys have an interesting band because it's like, sometimes you're a heavy band with singing and sometimes you're like kind of a poppy band with screaming, you know, or, and you kind of have everything in between with your yeah. different, it sounds like it's a very, like a collective, you know, band. Like you guys are all creative. You guys are all working on it. It's not just like one guy's show, which tends to happen with, with a lot of bands. Um right. do you guys ever have like internal turmoil with, with with trying to decide that? Like do you have guys that are more heavy music fans, guys that are more, you know, pop punk fans? Like does that ever kind of butt heads on figuring out once you have that, as you say, intro versus chorus, what are you gonna do for the bridge or or, or outro or breakdown? Like,
0: does that something that you guys kind of butt heads on? Um, you know, it's like <clears throat> we've uh we spent three and a half years together, basically living in a little box. For, yeah. for uh you know traveling all that we, we've become close we're like we're all brothers here so you know just like any other sibling we're gonna have you know tiffs and fights but you know we'll get in the studio and I, there's been times where it's like oh no dude this has got to stay this has got to stay light this has got to stay this way and there'll be another person be like no man it's got i'm feeling it yeah so we may just take a break go get lunch come back and then or you know come back the next day and work on it and it kind of we just let it sit and think about it and And, uh, nine times out of 10, it always comes out like, uh, no, you know, you were right. I'm feeling it. I I see where you're going with that. Right. Right. You know, on a CD, there's going to be 10, 10 to 13 songs. Each person's going to get, you know, that, that, you know, say there's the four of us writing each one of us at some point is going to get that, that proud moment of being like, yes, that's, that's the part that I was pushing for. And I got, I'm so happy with that. You know, we're, we all know that we're all going to, you know, have equal moments of getting that, getting that one part in that one song that we're super happy with. You know, it's all about choosing your battles. And, yeah. Obviously, overall, just the better, the better, what we all think and agree on is the better sound or the better style or whatever for our, our particular project, our band. You know, that's
1: very well put. And, and, um, and with, with the vocals, though, I mean, you talk a lot about the instrumentals and stuff and where you're going to go with it, but, having two vocalists, you know, Brian doing the cleans, you doing the, the heavy stuff. How do you guys decide, like, okay, this part is going to have, I'm going to phrase this here. And with lyrics, like, how do you guys work on the lyrics together?
0: Um, So, like, phrasing and stuff, <clears throat> we'll have the instrumental. And and it's just kind of, obviously, every song that we've had, it's always just been like, oh, man, yeah, screaming right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, screaming right there. Or it'll be like we'll hear an instrumental chorus and Brian will come up with a melody. And I'm like, yes, that, that's it. That that's totally it. And it's luckily it's just every time it's been, it's been pretty easy, supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it comes. and I love that. That's awesome. So we don't, there's no like, Oh man, I, I could feel, I could see it. I, I could see it, but I don't know. We rarely ever have those moments, which is, it's great. It's, it's great. But uh, when we're talking about like uh lyrics and stuff, all of us usually come in with, you know, I love to write. And it's been, it's been a, you know, a couple of days since I've, I've sat down and tried writing. But uh, usually I'll write little, 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 you know, paragraphs here and there, whether it's like a little, like set up like a poem or just like two lines or something that, you know, I'm thinking of. We'll go into the studio and we'll be like, all right, cool. This song is like, I'm feeling. You know, some kind of heartbreak about weaving and really wanting to stay. I and mean, I'll be like, "Oh, yo, I got a line that'll fit that. Let's kind of base it off that." And if we're all feeling it, we kind of just roll with that. Or say Brian will come in with something. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling this. I got this line." And I'll be like, "Dude, I got something that'll match up with that. Let's let's work together on this." But uh, it's kind of it's kind of how it's been since they want a very collaborative effort, and I. I I'm so happy because I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: It's great. No, that's great, man. It's really good to hear that you guys are, are able to, to have a band like that and it isn't like just one guy's show. That's really cool. That's it's, pr- yeah. actually, it's actually quite rare. So that's cool. Um, So you guys getting big so fast. I mean, I, I, I just, I feel like I have to keep bringing that up because it's such a crazy thing for you guys. Um, I remember when I heard about you guys, I had a friend who was going to come on tour with you guys or something and... Um, for a tour you were doing and he was like, yeah, I don't know it's like a bus in a bus. I'm like, they're on a bus. Like that's how is this band in a bus already? I, I think I heard their <laughs> name, you know, and you guys kind of like very early on sort of went all in with, in terms of like bringing production, having a bus, yep. like, doing this stuff. Um, almost when in some ways you kind of didn't have any business, uh doing that you know and a lot i'm sure a lot of people were like what the hell is this band doing who these kids think they are um but you sort of predicted it you know so i kind of want to know what your take is on that and how you where where your head was at when you guys were uh, probably collectively and with management making those decisions
0: i mean right off the get-go our first tour was a headliner and uh and we've seen the reaction and all, like how many tickets were being pre-sold and, and such. And we're like, this is just, this is mind-blowing. Our first ever show was sold out to 450 kids. Like, Where was your first I, I show? I don't, uh, Pittsburgh, the altar bar. Wow. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, then two days in later. Rest peace, that place
1: is gone now, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. I was so bummed. I, I heard, uh, we were actually booked to play at one of the last shows. And, and uh, I guess the the building people came in and said that they couldn't carry on. So I was really upset. I wanted to play it yeah. one more time. But, uh, but yeah, then, then uh, our third show ever was our hometown at the Crowfoot. And, and we, and we sold that out.
1: it's oh insane. Good for, good for you
0: guys. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Thank that you. Thank you. Oh, it's one of my favorites, man. I love it. Grew up, growing up, going there all the time. But, um, yeah, going, you know, you said going all in and, and getting, uh, we had a bandwagon for the first, you know, first, two-thirds of our tour now we're just getting to where we're lucky enough to have a bus but uh yeah when we went in we were like cool these kids have kids have no idea what we're going to bring to the table we never played a show in our uh, you know as i prevailed never played a show we practiced and practiced extensively we know what we got but we got to blow these kids minds like we gotta we gotta pull all the stops so yeah when we were putting up to production we were like "All right, cool, well, you know, we, just from things like, you know, getting a wireless pack for the guitars, wireless mics and shit like that to just to make sure that we had, you know, solid equipment that was going to last us, you know, years. And same with a crew, like, like, you know, we could do it small time and just go out and play these venues, limited production just on our own, or we can start building a crew where we luckily had some friends that was, that came out and started teching for us and, doing sound and lights where they were all young and they was all their first tour. I mean, we didn't have our tour manager, light guy, uh, and sound guy and uh merch guy have never been on tour before. Just like us. <laughs> so it was, it was something cool. We we're like, all right, cool. We're all doing this together. We're so all going to, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just a man. I don't know if someone, someone did some satanic ritual to the devil or some shit, but, We were just lucky enough to get right off the get-go to be able to have these things and and to start tour the way we never thought you know was possible. So well, it's an investment.
1: Um, I mean, you know, in your band, that's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of people, you know, I heard people shit talk in your band. I mean, wondering what is this band? Who do they think they are? They haven't paid their dues. You know, saying these things, and in a way, they're not wrong. You're, you know, but but at the same time, it's not your fault. What, like every, anyone would do the same thing but but the third thing is like you guys could be making all this money right out of the gate and you're like no 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 we're still working on we need this to be an investment and we need this to be you know investment in our band and, and make our band bigger and give our fans the right show that they want to see so in, in that way in that way I you know I was sort of de- more of the, the the defender of you guys saying that's actually pretty crazy and I don't think a lot of people would do that. Because most bands would be like, "Okay, how much money? Great," you know. We've been doing this yeah. band, even though we've it's three and a half years. Just to, to me is like nothing. Three and a half years to to somebody like I've done this for three and a half years. I want to get paid. So you know, most bands would have yeah. would have taken that approach, and you guys didn't.
0: Yeah, it's it's been honestly it's been uh, there's pros and cons. It's kind of tough, you know. At this, this last three years, I uh, you know I, I none of us came for money. Um, we're all you know. Whether it's living with our parents or couch surfing right now, I, yeah. we uh, you know some of us are doing better than others. But no one, no one ever came in this band with you know a shit ton of money and was like, "Cool, like we're just gonna we're gonna buy our way through, or buy our way to the top, or buy our way anywhere." So no. right now, yeah, it is. It's getting to the point where it's like, "Cool, like I'm finally able to, you know, <laughs> take a girl on a fancy date kind of thing." Where last <laughs> time it was like. Like with my actress, ladies, like, I hope you're babe. listening.
1: <laughs> Eric's gonna take you <laughs> out.
0: Man, where are you gonna We're take like them out? Like, like like Celli's Chili or something? Where are you going? Oh, shit, like like a few years ago, I'm taking my my uh, my my ex girlfriend. We're going down to Walmart to the ramen aisle and getting a bottle of wine. Well, now it's like, all right, cool. I'll get us a nice bottle of whiskey. I'll uh, get you know a pretty decent steak. I'll cook it for you. Cause I'm not that. I'm not you know. I'm not gonna be able to afford a uh, a steak dinner, but uh, you know I'll cook one. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey but, uh, and steak no. sounds very romantic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know my <laughs> my whole point behind that though is it's you know none of us came for money. So like when we're all we're all touring right now and and doing all these things, it's like it's we see a we see a future. And we we have goals and and we don't want to cash out right now at all. Oh, so if no. that means like we gotta on our personal end. You know, not struggle, but, you know, just ride it out, you know, at bare minimum on the home front, but be able to do this out on the road and and put on a crazy show for fans, which in turn hopefully brings more people the next time and bigger adventures to follow. I mean, of course, we're we're going to do that. You know, that's not a huge sacrifice for us at all. But, um, yeah, I. uh. I, I see this. I see this thing going for quite a while. So we're going to wait to <laughs> cash in on anything. Well, yeah,
1: sure. I mean, absolutely. Was it when you guys, you know, you talk about your first few shows being like sold out and crazy? It must have been really, really hard to just like get up there and do a headline show, never playing before. I mean, you you say you practiced and practiced and practiced, but you can never really prepare.
0: Oh, no. for that
1: <laughs> so how were those first I mean, few local- shows uh, yeah vocally sure like screaming that long and and everything how how did that go
0: i mean i was gonna say locally i, I when i was playing shows i was playing to maybe like 10 kids <laughs> and then this this band takes off and our first show is the 400 kids it's you know we only had an ep and a cover so we had 45 minutes of material or headline and so it's like shit uh, you know we got to give them more than a a 30, 40 minute show. So we're, you know, we made it a little routine in between songs. We're like, you know, telling, you know, the blink and blink 182 dick and fart jokes where, you know, <laughs> we're, uh, we're trying to make it, you know, experience, but yeah, that was, that was kind of rough. The first couple tours, like not knowing what we were getting ourselves into being oh, yeah. a headliner and, you know, only having, you know, seven or eight songs and, and, you know, these bands that were taken out could play, could play double what we're playing it was kind of, you know, a little nerve-wracking especially uh, for me like going out there being cool the guitarists and the drums and the bass they just gotta play their parts, you know, in between songs how am I gonna, <laughs> what am I gonna do talking to 400 people, I've never talked to more than 20 people at a time
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah but, uh, it, it was, must have been terrifying it must have been terrifying I, I mean, it's I can't
0: believe, I can't, it's, believe, uh, I can't it's, imagine
1: the nerves that's crazy
0: Oh, it was definitely a learning experience. Now I, you know, it's funny. Uh, the guys give me shit all the time. If we play in front of like, like we're playing Carolina rebellion tomorrow and uh, it's, we're, you know, say a couple thousand people there, I will be able to talk to that crowd. No problem. But if there's, you know, a hundred people at a crowd or we're doing like a VIP thing where there's just 50 people and I got to talk to them all, I freeze up. I don't know why. The less people there are, the more anxious and, uh, stage fright I get <laughs> I'm the same
1: exact way man exactly the same are you really okay Absolutely. I'm glad it's just not me <laughs> and, and if and it's funny if and if like there's specific people in the crowd it'll change it too like if my parents are there I like it doesn't matter how many people there if my parents are there like kind of affects the way I talk yep. or if like there's a girl I kind of like like that you know it's amazing <laughs> it's, it's really really amazing how how these like little factors can can affect it but it's like yeah when like I remember I was doing a meet and greet actually in Michigan, actually at the Crowfoot. I did a solo show there. Oh, and it was really? my first my first ever solo show I'd ever done. Oh. I played at the small room there at Crowfoot. Um, and so I had a little VIP that I that I was doing. And usually when Silverstein does a VIP, it's like all five of us. And we're joking around, and it's like fun. And there's like a crowd. And, and this, I don't know, there was probably like 25 or 30 people there. And I kind of did like a and a and I realized like, it's just me, man. Like there's no one else to take these questions <laughs> when I don't know what to say. You, you know, right. it's so right. it, it really is like it is amazing how how when you're, you know, there's something different about the small crowds. And I think every face is like is like more personal than when you're at a festival in yeah. Europe and there's like 80,000 people. when it's just like you're playing to like a sea of people. It's just like you can't make out any one person. Exactly. So I guess that's exactly. the difference.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. When there's, when there's, you know, 200 people there, you see, you see faces and then like you get three shows, three songs in and then you see those same faces and you like, I start going, Oh my God, are are they doing good? Do they like it? Are they having a good time? Oh man. But when there's like 2000 people there, I don't see that same person, you know, (laughs) at all. So that's, I think that's, I think that's got a lot to do with it for me too.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, talking about you guys and, and just your soul, so your your internet presence for lack of a better you know term uh, you guys really <laughs> went in hard with this cover of Taylor Swift which I'm sure you get asked about all the time oh, uh, yeah. and it blew up it blew up and it really did put you guys on the map um, and it was kind of you know the bridge that people f- started figuring out about your original music how was that for you uh, f- you know kind of realizing well a lot of people just want to hear us play a song that's not ours uh and do you think you're gonna have to play it
0: forever well i'll tell you right now uh starting warp tour we're not gonna play that song um and uh we might pull it out on a headliner every now and then but um yeah after this tour is done we're gonna be done playing that for a while and uh i you know i feel like some bands will would just you know not play it and not make a big deal about it but uh I kind of want to just make it known that we're not a, we're not a band that just thrives off covers. That was something we did. Like, I mean, shit, we've seen, we've seen bands that we were fans of growing up. Um, the punk goes, pop uh, series. Well, all of them, they were, they were big, you know, big deals for us. I remember uh, like a day to remember, did a cover double. was probably you guys uh, nailed yep. that cover. I, yep. I, it was just something that we saw. We're like, well, after all these bands did a cover, they, they took a step up in their career, I feel like. It, whether it was yeah. in pencil or not, it just felt like every time I saw a band, like an underground band or a metal band that wasn't very well-known do a cover, they just had another step up. Like They reached more people. So we were like, well, how's, how's the best way a brand-new local band with no connections going to make a splash in the Michigan music scene we did a cover, and then that we were like, all right, cool, that's we'll do this cover. We did the cover, and we released it, and not only did it blow up in, in our local area, it just took off everywhere, but we, we planned that right after we released it on Cyber Monday, we'd have our EP available the week later, yeah. so people could easily just go from the cover right to our EP and be like, oh, cool, this actually sounds like them. This actually sounds like a song that they could have wrote, like, yeah. it's not just a cover and then they listen to the album. It's like nothing like it. So, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm glad we did it. Um, I know we get shit for it all the time. And <laughs> I guess all I have to say to those kids that are talking shit, man, maybe if those kids talking shit, uh, spent less time talking shit and actually more time on their own music or whatever their craft is, maybe they would get somewhere. But, uh, yeah (laughs) well yeah
1: i mean you you yeah absolutely you you know you tell you that's i don't know it was you well put i mean yeah and the thing you say about about bands taking a step up in their career after a cover song you're absolutely right and and in one band you brought up, data remember and i just remembered the kelly clarkson song they did since you've been gone that was like kind of their first hit
0: yeah, to be you know, honest, I, like
1: like up here in Canada, that was they were playing that on Much Music and stuff like on much music like maybe really? you know, it's like it's like M T V basically for Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard They it. were getting play up here on that and they were getting like mainstream attention where they I think they'd already put out um for those who have heart, that record had already come out. Yep. But there wasn't really like any real hits, you know, mainstream hits, but they'd gotten some heat. And then that song was actually like their first kind of single in a way that that actually you know, connected, so, and, and, yeah. you know, you look at data, remember now, no one's talking about the Kelly Clarkson cover anymore, they
0: exactly. might still play it, exactly. they might not,
1: but no one's talking about that anymore, and that really was a song that got, you know, them, um, into a lot of people's, you know, minds is, oh, this is a, you know, a band to check out.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I mean, like, I was, I, uh, my friends showed me um, like the plots about the panhandle and uh, the right. danger is starting to fire, like you know, a couple of those songs. That I was like, "Oh, this is really cool!" And then I heard that cover, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" And I went and bought their next album, Homesick, and right. that yeah. honestly well, is yeah. one of my top ten albums still. You know, it, it, that's sure. just how it worked, and and uh, that's kind <clears> of <throat> we've seen that happen, and we're like, "Shit, well, you know, we we could try and do the same," you know. So, um,
1: Warp Tour, Warp Tour's coming. Uh, as a fan oh, of this genre. Yeah. I know it's you guys your guys' first time. Um, as a fan of the genre, as a fan, did you grow up going to Warped Tour?
0: I, I've i been to, I think, five Warped Tours in a row <laughs> growing up, and then nice. this took off.
1: Nice. Sick. But, uh, so you're excited? Yeah,
0: huge fan. Oh, dude, so excited. This lineup this year is is awesome. I mean, I'm a huge metal fan, but I'm also, I got a very eclectic taste. So yep. one minute you're going to catch me watching uh, Knock Loose and the Casey String. And then after that, I'm going to be coming, watching you guys and dance, Gavin, and dance. You know,
1: <laughs> absolutely no. It's good, good people. But, uh, good, yeah, good we're, we're stoked. What parts of it are I you just... looking forward to? And and do you kind of do you realize what you're getting into? Like, it's not an easy tour.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard it's like band boot camp. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm I'm excited just for the fact that like you know like you said we're we're very new to this and there are a lot of bands out there that are bands that I've looked up to growing up or that I'm just like new bands. Like I know I've said it before and I've said this in other interviews, but knock loose, I've seen them. They're, they're up and coming, they're killing it. So it's, it's cool. To, I'm excited to go and see, like I said, these bands that I grew up listening to or these bands that are just up and coming and killing it. And I'm stoked for that. And, and then I hear like how, you know, how difficult, the sleep schedule or the travel yeah. and all everything, the heat and all that. I, uh, you know what, maybe, maybe the last half of the tour, it'll get to me, but I know I'm going to be living off of, you know, you know, my dreams right here in the first couple of weeks, that'll get me, get me through the shit. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm kind of just not, <laughs> I'm trying not to think of the the negative side of it.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, man. One other thing, like, so, We've done Warped Tour, Silverstein, we've done Warp Tour, I think this is our, oh geez, seventh time or eighth time? I think seventh. Oh, shit. So we're, we're, yeah, we're the veterans. And yeah. um, what I like to do, uh, every chance I get, is leave. Uh, leave the show, leave the park completely. And if I can ever find a baseball game to go to, I'm all about it. So maybe, Eric, if you want to come to a baseball game with me, we can, uh, we can leave the park one night and go go check out some baseball parks. We think
0: absolutely. I'm all about that.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Um, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for for you know the the day off. Uh, love for me. I hope Brian's feeling better. I hope the whiskey will be flowing for you later. Um, I want to oh, ask yeah. you. I want to <laughs> ask you one more question about uh, the crazy bus fire you guys had. Uh, what oh, yeah. the fuck <laughs> happened? And that must have been very
0: fucked fucked up. Oh man, so, um, so it starts off, we were on a headliner tour, strike the match with our boys and uh, the white noise, my enemies and I, and, um, <clears throat> oh shit, who else was on that run? Um. Wow, they're going to be rising. so mad at you for, forget, for forgetting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was, rising. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it was, uh, it was this tour and we, there was a the first time on a bus and, uh, Come to find out it was Pantera, this old bus. And this, <laughs> thing, this thing was just barely out of the 90s. I mean, right. it was old. And uh, that, that tour was six weeks long. and It was in the summer. And we're in the heat of the summer. And the, the AC goes out. And it breaks down this day. And we had to rent cars to go from Jersey to Boston with our gear to get oh to the show God. while our bus was getting fixed. And that honestly happened out of those six weeks. That happened probably six or seven times at least once a week, we didn't have our bus. <clears throat> so that was, that was frustrating. And then we had five days off in Colorado and then we hopped on the Pierce tour with uh neck deep. But when yeah. we hopped on that tour, the bus company just gave us another bus. They're like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll you know, here, we'll give you this bus. We take that bus and it's a little nicer. It's still pretty old, but we're like, Holy shit. We're on a bus still. This is great. Yeah. Well, that bus and the bus driver, um, wasn't really maintaining the bus very well. Every night I go back. Uh, we're walking, you know, hanging out or whatever. And I see the back of our bus it's just covered in oil, and uh, I'm covered like, "That." Oil, yeah, yeah. You ever see, like, semi-trucks or buses? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just black soot on the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're you're a car guy.
1: You're a car guy, so you obviously know this stuff, right? With your dad running a car shop and you going to car shows? Yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) Well, there's been a few times where the bus driver wasn't there, so I opened up the back of the bus just to make sure the (laughs) hoses and all the shit was connected because it was freaking me out. Well, uh, we were leaking shit all the time. Well, so fast forward uh, five weeks. We're on the last two days of tour with Pierce, we're driving through California on the 90. We're out in Fresno, and uh, I, I think they call it the grapevines or whatever, the hills, the mountains out there. Uh-huh. And we're, um, we're just going up and down, up and down. It's bad. Eh, shoot, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, whatever. And uh, apparently the brakes are going bad. They're sparking. The sparks caught the oil on fire that's been sitting on the bus. Uh, that, that oil uh, started smoldering and all that shit. It caught to the engine. The engine went up in flames. And, you know, on those buses, the engine is in the back under the lounge, you know? So I'm in the back sleeping in my boxers, you know, you know, don't, don't go daydreaming about me and my boxers now, but, uh, <laughs> we're sleeping in the back and, uh, our bus driver comes running out and grabbing us one by one, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm standing on the side of the freeway, just in my boxers watching our bus go up and smoke, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a, uh, it was a shit day. We lost, uh, you know, I collect records too. I had probably like five or six records on the bus. I lost my clothes, my GoPro. Oh, okay. Uh, our passports, you know, it, it sucked. Luckily our gear was good. We, we salvaged a little bit of clothes, but, uh, thank God Pierce the veil. They're the homies. They sent their crew bus, their cruise bus turned around, came and picked us up. They're an hour out of the way. But, uh, and then we Best finished guys. that tour. Best guys. What's that? Best guys. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: My homies too. Oh man. Yeah. That's, they're, they're, oh, the, they're awesome
0: dudes. Well, everybody got out. Okay. There was no issue with that. Right. Oh, no, no, everyone was good. Um, It was, uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't remember what it was, but one of our dudes um, and our crew totally forgot something on the bus, and it's uh, in flames right now, and uh, he goes running back on the bus to get it, and I don't remember what it was, but I was like, are you, fuck, are you an idiot? Are you an idiot? And then uh, we are trying to pull gear out of our trailer because it was in the back, uh, the fire was in the back of the bus, so we're in the trailer yanking shit out, and police officers are there um, before the fire truck's, and they're like, we're going to arrest the next person that runs in there. We're gonna, it's for your own safety. We're going to arrest you. Right? Like, fuck, fuck that! So yeah, you're like, fuck there, off. Like, that's
1: my fucking like guitar. Like that's the, you know. yeah. Oh man, well, we had
0: the the drum the drum trunk was all the way in the front. and That had all all our drummer's gear in it. And we we're like, we can't lose that. So <laughs> that's insane, yeah. After man. that, wow. after that, things have been pretty decent. <laughs>
1: Damn. Wow. Hey, shit. I don't even know what to say. That's, that sucks. You had to go through that, but I'm glad everything is okay. And
0: yeah, that's the best we're going to hope for. I mean, we see, we see bands getting accidents. Like obviously the ghost inside. We, we, that's something that oh, we're, man. you know, we're always worried about and, and we right. think about all the time and, you know, props to them for everything they're doing still. I, I don't know how I, you know, just the, beating that fire. I was nervous to get back in a car for the next two or yeah. three months. So, I mean, to any any band that's been in a rollover or a crash or anything like I, I give them mad props to, to being able to go back Get out back and do out. what they love. that's yeah, that's no. holy shit <laughs>
1: No, I know, absolutely, absolutely man. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time, Eric, and uh, I guess I'll talk to Brian uh, soon, let him know I said what's nice. up, and I hope everybody Sounds I hope good. the rest of the tour goes awesome, and uh, I'll see you on warp man.
0: Thanks a lot, man. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. I know a bunch of us have been fans of Silverstein and fans of you guys for for a while. So thanks a lot, man. really appreciate it.
1: Hey, thank you, Eric. All the best, man.
0: Sounds good. Same to you, buddy.
1: Cheers. So there it is with Eric Vanlerberg. I think I got his name correct. What a nice dude. Really cool. I love how down-to-earth these guys are. And they aren't, like he says, they aren't rich kids. They didn't come from money, and they bought this career They really did work hard, and they used, hey, they used what's in between their ears to actually make this band big and successful. And I wish them all the success. And uh, next week, we're going to talk to Brian, the clean vocalist of I Prevail, and get his perspective on things. And uh, believe me, his perspective on things is very, very cool as well. Before I go, I want to tell you about another podcast you should definitely check out. It's called O marks the spot, and it is the Outer Loop Management podcast, and it's designed to give listeners a look behind the scenes of the most interesting happenings from week to week at the label management company. Host Mike Mowry, who actually is one of the owners of the Jabberjohn Media Network, and Outer Loop staff members Lance and Susie discuss what it takes to run a label from every aspect, highlighting the successes and challenges from week to week. So check it out. O marks the spot. I'm sure if you search for it, it'll pop right up as always I will leave you with a tune and no I won't play the Taylor Swift cover I'm sure you know how that song goes anyways so here is an I Prevail jam it's called Stuck in Your Head I'm Lead Singer Syndrome peace and love we'll see you next week
0: Stuck in your
1: head